0: Howdy, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, my name's Danny Rocket. And I'm one of the hosts of this here podcast uh, slash TV show. And uh, I, what I wanted to mention is that this is totally brought to you by 92 Cubs fans and Sunranto fans. That are our Patreon subscribers. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get early and ad free listening of all of our shows. For example, uh, the show that you're listening to right now that was recorded days ago. And uh, sometimes it can take as much as a week for me to put these other ones out because I get busy. And you know why? Because I got to work, because I don't have any money, and I need to make money. And you can help me make money at which points. We could get these shows out a little bit faster and earlier. So uh if you want to support uh Sunranto, tickets and beer, there's no time like the present. There's perks at every level. You go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N dot slash Sunranto. You get your own RSS feed. It's got our show notes. I put out the music there. I put out links to private videos. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you get extra special. You get to join the Sun Ranto Super Ranters page on Facebook. Uh, you know, it's just a good deal for everybody. It's only a dollar a month. I mean, damn it. It's a freaking dollar, people. Give it to us. One dollar a month, twelve dollars a year. You can pay all at once. Just do the twelve dollars and don't worry about it. Till next year. Patreon.com/slash Sunranto. Just do it. Thank you. Here's the show. the
1: Theo
0: really sucks. He's
1: leaving Chicago. The I say the I say the I say t- I say the say, t- I say, t- I say really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. We are good when he runs the Cubs. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. Now we're just like other baseball clubs. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. Back in 2016, he made us the champions. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. Rick gets is out of cash, so Theo is packing. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. Payroll's gonna have budget cuts. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. So Tom Rick gets saves a couple bucks. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. B O B O. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. B. I say, the, I, say the, I 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 say the, oh! Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. Oh, Tapsting!
0: <laughs> oh, it's the. It's the end of the world as we know it. This is an end? This is an end? This
1: Sputerism is an end. This is, suck suck is an end.
2: People have like That's from uh, vowels starting their names. And, uh,
3: <laughs> I did wear a special shirt for tonight. I bought this in 2009. It's the old take on the Obama shirt and uh and that was uh Boy, I'm really guys. I I mean, I am really struggling. I, I I I there's there's um there's a lot to why I'm struggling, but it's just tough to see this day come. I mean, we we talked to Kaplan a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned this. He, he 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 throw it up there as yeah, this is probably going to happen. He's probably not going to make it through the year, or he may not start the year, and Jed will take over. And we're all like, oh, don't tell us that, Cap. And now all of a sudden, it's
0: well, he texts Theo too. So so Theo is probably the whole time being like. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, Cap. You know, these fans are just such a jerk. I always got to, like, this guy Crawley's always up my ass at Cubs Convention. He's like, I just really I can't stand this anymore. Like These are worse than Boston <laughs> fans. Yeah. You know, but let's – in Theo, in his own words, said – You're not likely to see a good outcome. You're not likely to see a good outcome. You're not likely to see a good outcome. You know, so he he's the first one to tell you. Um, Yeah, yeah Robert I mean, Sanchez. It's, it's very sad. Robert Sanchez writes in, what you couldn't wait – you could wait two minutes till this the Marquee says, what special you was over. Wait until, yeah. So uh,
1: apparently, yeah,
2: well- <laughs> Marquee. I, I was surprised that Marquee Network even sh- showed the. Okay. That, that's what I. That's what I was about to get to. They didn't put his press conferences on the network. They acted like the guy didn't exist, and now that he's gone, they had a they had a special ready for it,
3: him. Yeah, it was it was good, man. It was good. Yeah. um. Listening to Theo, you know, talk about how much he loved being here in Chicago. And he said he's going to stick around. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, uh, you know, just, just you know, it's been said numerous times that every player should get the opportunity to play for the Cubs at least once. And it really is, you know, whether it's uh, Ben Zobrist, you know, riding his bike in full uniform, just the players that have played here have loved it so much. And then Theo was kind of talking about, you know, how he would go for a night game he would sit there and, and watch BP, and then Danny and Michael, you know, especially it really feel like, you know, afterwards there's like a little hour between, you know, after the Cubs are, you know, done with their, the Cubs do their BP, then the opposing team does it, and then they got to the start all that stuff. But Theo is describing how he could just go home, walk home, get dinner with the family, and then be back in his seat by the time the first pitch started. And there's not really any other places in in, in sports where you'd have that opportunity.
0: Well, I guarantee, I mean, he talked a lot today on his press conference, and we'll try to talk about most of what he talked about. Uh, But he talked about wanting to be a fan again. And, you know, uh, there's something about that that I really understand. Uh, And I'll I'll just speak personally real quick. It's like we've we've been doing this show. I've been doing this show for eight years. Michael's been on for six. Crawley, you've been on for a year. We went pre and post. You know, it's like baseball – when you let it envelop your life, as it has, I know to Crawley on uh, numerous occasions, <laughs> if not for decades at a time. For me, for the past decade at least, and again when I was a child, uh, Michael, you seem to have a better relationship. <laughs> 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 you know, like, I, I you love know, with it. You know, Michael's. say a little saner than there is. He loves baseball, but you know, he's not gonna. You know sleep in front of the ballroom doors in order to get a good bingo seat. No,
2: there's <laughs> I I love baseball and I love the Cubs, but I do not love them more than I hate crowds, especially <laughs> right now in COVID era.
3: I I <laughs> you know, it, it's uh it's weird, man. It's uh you've been on this journey like like you were saying, Danny, I've been doing this. I did it. And before I did it, my dad did it. And before my dad did it, his dad. We've been, like I said, I, I live in the suburbs now, but they grew up in the shadows of Wrigley Field, not far from you, Danny, on Irving Park in and Polina. Uh, and, you know, it's just it was just, it became like this quest to, to see if you could, you know, catch the World Series, catch lightning in a bottle. Because Murphy's Law said eventually it had to happen, right? But then every year you're like, holy shit, like, okay, 70 years, 80 years. Ninety years, a hundred. You know, I mean, like every time you're like, "Fuck, what in the hell?" I'm like, "Am I going to see this before I die?" Or, or we've what? short.
0: We've fallen short. We've fallen short. <laughs> that's the, those are Theo's words. I've, I've got my Theo soundboard just ready to go this entire time. No, I, I I think that's right. And like, imagine you think about Theo and what he did. He accomplished uh, the, the seemingly unaccomplishable, and then he partied for the next four years with Eddie Vedder. And and basically screwed up the team uh it seemed to leave us in pretty good uh, hands you know you got jed Hoyer coming in the, you know you 've got your your pitch lab and your hit lab and your your Breslows and your justin stones and the in the revamped uh, you know spin rate magic juice that they're giving everybody down a pitch lab so i you know things have changed recently. I think he's left us in a good place um I got to ask you guys, though. Uh, you know, watching that presser today, they did briefly go to Tom Ricketts with a question about uh, whether this was a financial situation, and uh, you know, I I feel like uh, you know Tom took offense to that. Like, I don't know if you kind of like read that on him. <laughs> I mean, he was—he like, takes hey, offense you know. to
2: everything. He took offense to people
0: booing him on marquee. <laughs> <laughs> a, well, I mean, but that's justified. I mean, this, this is also a justified question. If Tom Ricketts was like, you know, uh, hey, listen, uh, you know, we don't have any money, uh, to pay Theo this year. And I wonder if, and this is my question actually. Do you think Theo, uh, stepped down? Because remember when he was about to cry at the end of the year yeah. presser when he was talking about everybody getting fired? Yeah. And then we and then we had that show in which we talked about all the heads that rolled, like really prominent heads within yeah. the Cubs organization. Do you feel like the reason one of the reasons Theo stepped down was to save other jobs because of the current COVID climate?
3: I would I would one say, year early. I would say that no, I think I think it's a combination of things. I mean, since since he's come here, he has talked about the 10-year, you know, expiration date. I yeah, remember- but that was 9 years. That's what I'm saying. Like he right, at this point, Do we but know?
2: This, do we know that he's not getting paid? He's no, not. He, said, he, he's, he's like taking oh, his salary. That's okay. why. I mean, he brought it up. Like so. Like he I, I didn't to get enough. to watch. I didn't get to watch the press conference.
0: Full okay, disclosure. Well, we're going to tell you all about it.
3: Well, I, I would say, Danny, is is that there's there's a couple reasons, and and here's the thing: is that do you want a guy? Making a bunch of decisions that's not going to be here to see it through. So it's kind of time, in my opinion, that you just sit there and you just let the guy that's going to do this, that's going to see this through. And, and if it, and I'm sure they've talked about this with Tom Ricketts that Jed is going to have it. Um, I, I, I just think that there's a combination of things. I mean, we don't know what this baseball season is going to look like. You know, they talk about these vaccines and, uh, you know, when the baseball season starts, we don't know. What spring training is going to look like, we don't know, and so there's just like a lot of unknowns. It's not like I think if it was like a normal season and everything was all good, I think he'd be sticking around. I think okay. money definitely is a part of it. I think that you know the ten million dollars. I mean, how many jobs is that going to save? I don't know. Maybe maybe a few, and maybe he's a there. Few. I, I I mean, just could-
0: the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. Uh, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That could have saved every single job that we talked about on the last show that got cut. I'm just,
3: I'm just thinking that in general, it's, it's not the ultimate. I think it's just, it's part of, it's, it's a, it's a part that's an important part, but there's other parts to it too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it could save all those jobs, but you know, it won't. Uncertainty rules today.
0: No, it won't. And I think the and and I don't know if that's just a part of the equation or a big or or a bigger part of the equation that we maybe think. Um, he, I feel like Theo is a man of conscience, and if he felt like he could save people's, uh, like, let's say he thought he could save twenty people's jobs by stepping down now. I mean, he's already a millionaire. He's reached the mountaintop a couple times already. You know what I mean? He's okay. Um, there's he, he wants for nothing. So if he – but, you know, some of these guys that are making, you know, I don't know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars 90000 a year, have families and stuff like that, you know, it's possible that he's seeing these guys and, and wondering if, like, if I step down a year early, can I help this organization through it? I mean, I do feel he has, like, he has a ton of love for the city. I feel like he's got a ton mm-hmm. of love for the organization in general and also, like, you know, surprisingly, Tom Ricketts. <laughs> like, like I, I really felt like he was – like in into Tom and like into their relationship. But I also do think that at some point Tom took the keys away to the Corvette. And I think that might be another reason he's leaving. And I'm wondering if you feel that way. Um I don't know. here's a, something that, that was tweeted out by Kevin Fiddler today, which I I, I don't know Kevin uh, personally. I we never met, but um I, I think he's got uh some some inside. insight. He's, ins- uh,
3: he's with Aldo Soto he he works with all those photos.
0: Yeah, so he he's inside us some stuff. So he said after texting with a few baseball people, including from the Cubs organization, sounds like Theo Epstein wanted nothing to do with the decisions. Ownership is about to force management to make this offseason. We should expect a few, not if, uh, just one, non tenders from Ricketts. Uh, so this is coming down from on high. And I'm Danny.
3: If you if you looked a couple days ago, um, Buster Olney had a piece in ESPN saying the exact same thing that the, that the Cubs are open for business. Every there's, there's nobody really that they are looking to hold on to. And this is not just one of those. Everyone must go. Yeah. No, I'm I'm crazy. Eddie. get there now. Right. We <laughs> talked about
2: this on Twitter today. <laughs> and I, I said the same thing. Like, he, why would he want to stick around for, for his last season? If he's got yeah. nothing that he can do to make the team better. Like I to do crazy, like, Eddie commercials. You know, it's, right. it's like when you have to give your two weeks before you leave your job, and then that two weeks fucking sucks because you're just sitting there. Nobody – like, you could work, <laughs> but you're leaving. Nobody – you know, and it's just a weird, awkward thing. And if he had an open checkbook and he thought he could put a good team on the field, he would stay this year and try to win that World Series. But – when they tell him no money, why stay? Right. What's the he's point? Yeah. And that's what Justin Groden says. He
3: says, like a lame duck president, you know what I mean? It's like you're sitting there, it's just there's nothing you can do. There's nothing that's really gonna happen out of the situation.
0: Well, I don't know. Trump is managing to try some shit, but
3: I,
2: I'm sure well, Theo he's stole just a into everyone.
3: But 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 the but the point of it being is that Theo to me will you know, he's an obvious first ballot Hall of Famer of what he has done, how he has changed the game um, to, to have two curses and destroy them both. And here's what I'll tell you about this, is that there's a lot of comparisons with Theo and Rick Hahn of the White Sox or, uh, God, the guy from Los Angeles, name is slipping me right now, Friedman, Andrew Friedman. Yeah. And so here's the thing I'll tell you, okay? When Theo came here, okay, in 2011 – this organization was a fucking mess. Bad contracts up the wazoo, a farm system non existent, and a ballpark that was literally falling apart. When Andrew Friedman came to the Dodgers, they had that huge, massive TV contract. Okay. When Rick Hahn, was starting to do his things to make the rebuild for the socks. They had a lot of great pieces that they were able to get rid of, like Adam Eaton, Chris Sale, Jose Quintana, a bunch of names. When, when Theo came here, take a look at what the 2011 roster looked like. It was shit. And take a look at what the farm system looked like. It was, take a look at who your top prospects were. None of them panned out for shit. And then you take a look at what that stadium and everything he came in here and he, he pulled off a miracle. You take a look, especially those first, all the moves, all the transactions.
0: I mean, a miracle with somebody else's billions of dollars. (laughs) You know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, he found the team came together at the right time.
3: 2007, 2008, the Cubs had one of the highest payrolls too. They didn't win it. I
0: I will give this man. But
2: it's not a miracle.
0: Yeah,
3: I will give, (laughs) yeah, this this
0: man's father's money is the miracle because it hired this guy. And and Theo Epstein, so, you know, Tom Ricketts' dad's money. And the way Tom got the money was by telling his dad, listen, dad, no matter what happens in MLB, they bail us out. We'll always make money. It's an old boys club. If they let us into it, we're golden. And it's true. And I, I think that's kind of where we sit now is uh, an organization too. Tom promised the World Series. We got it. He promised that we'd be competitive every year. We kind of were. Um, I mean, more, you know, for more or less three straight years, I felt like we were pretty darn competitive. 15, 16 and 17, you know. After that, it was a uh, you know a little bit of a uh, a fade. But you know I, I will say this much, you know right now you know we are definitely in a better place than we were before, and probably for the previous I don't know
2: 60, 70 years before. Right.
3: That's where I'm kind of yeah. you know, well, I mean I don't, here
2: here's unless the they non tender a bunch of people, we could end up in the same damn situation, and maybe that's what he's running from. That's what uh, K-Fids was you know sort of uh, mentioning. I,
3: I don't know what's going to happen in the next two years. And again, we've talked about it previously, that these next two years are terrible. You have this COVID, which wiped out a lot of money, and I'm not going to get into whether it did or didn't. You have the COVID situation this year. You have COVID situation next year. And then you have the collecting and bargaining agreement. The next three years are going to be a real mess. I don't know what's going to happen to the game of baseball, much less less the Cubs in general. This could be a fucking mess. And so, and you can see it with free agency right now and guys trying to take qualifying offers. It's not just a Cubs thing. Okay. So here's what I'm saying is that when you talk about Theo Epstein, you're talking about a guy who changed the culture where this was the lovable losers. And everybody always said, we're never going to be, oh, we're going to get rid of that. We we had to deal with every fucking playoff game I went to for how many years of some dipshit dressing up like Bartman or somebody dragging a goat around or some fucking bullshit.
0: Bo- I already apologized for that, Crowley. And, and will you I please, will you please stop bringing it up? I
3: dealt with that shit for years. And you know what? Theo came in and changed the culture. Now the expect because I can tell you as, as a Cub fan who's been around here for a goddamn long time, is that all you did was just kind of hope. You hope you caught lightning in a bottle. That's what you hoped happened. Like it did in 89. Like it did in 98. You know, just different years where all of a sudden shit happened. You're like, oh my God. But then like the next year, it just all fucking went to hell. Okay. And so now this guy gets you three NLCSs, a World Series, Five playoff appearances. Again, I'm not going to argue whether what constitutes a playoff appearance. But the point is,
2: is well, they were. Mike, Michael will argue with that, though. No, <laughs> I, I no, I won't argue because there's a clear line and as to what is a playoff and what is a play in. So as far as it goes, you're looking at a situation where this now we have an
3: expectation so high that we won't take anything less. We don't want to see another rebuild. We don't want to see the Cubs return to mediocrity. That's what Theo's given the fan base more than
2: anything. Oh, well, let's get that expanded playoffs, and you're going to see nothing <laughs> but mediocrity. We will never get another great team in this fucking town again so what now they asked him about politics
0: Uh, not to to digress too much and i'm and i'm not but uh, you know he kind of put the kibosh on that even though that was the main rumors like oh and he said i like policy not politics and i was like oh that's interesting maybe he wants to you know just i don't know what that means like how do you become a policymaker without I don't know. Do you just have the governor on speed dial? or I don't know how that works. Um, I but- think
3: he was talking about doing a lot with his nonprofits. Um, he does a lot with the, with a foundation, a player to be named later. And I think he is going to do more. Um, I think he wants to stay in Chicago. I think that he's going to work well. So with some African-American communities at the Cubs re- uh, groups that the
2: Cubs have recently uh, been working yeah, I, with. I did read a little bit of the the letter. That he put out there. And it did kind of sound like he was planning to stick around in Chicago. Like he can go anywhere, right? And it's not like he's from Chicago. Uh, you know. So I was I was kind of interested in that. That he it really did seem like he might just stick around. But I yeah. don't know how old his kids are. Are they in school? I mean, yeah, they are. They're so they're, maybe I think just they're doesn't, still kind of young. Yeah, yeah, they seem young enough to go to a different school. I would
3: say high school, probably. I think they're yeah. in high school. Or high school and middle school. I don't know. The, the, since the restraining order, I have stopped bothering them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they're if if they're high school or whatever, then I I get it. You stick around, you know, if you can. Yeah. I you should have you
0: followed know, him around in spring training to pick up his dog's poop. Was that who? that would have been actually nice of you? Wasn't wasn't that Theo? Or was that Jed? Who who had their dog pooping on a the lawn? They got it. That was years ago. Oh, that was. <laughs>
2: That was Theo. That was Theo. He rented
0: rented a house. His dog dog shit all over the house. You know, if you, you know, that's what you, you should have made yourself useful.
2: uh,
3: You know, here's the thing is that I was, uh, you know, when the rickets bought, when the rickets bought, I was, I was excited. I was like, fuck, thank God. Tribune done. Like I just was done with the Tribune's bullshit. And Sam Zell, bought the Tribune and wanted to just like spin the Cubs off for parts. And and he's the one that ran up a bunch of those bad contracts that were long extending because he knew he wasn't going to be having to pay the bill. You know what I'm saying? And so when the Rickets came in, I was excited. But once they got Theo, that was really where all of a sudden I was just like, holy shit, this is a picture I took. It was from the Tribune. The Tribune photographer took it from me at CubsCon that first year that Theo came. So that's at the old Hilton. You look so much smarter
0: in glasses.
3: I know, right? And so that
0: goes down more. I I might even uh, start listening to you.
3: I do. When I do story time with Crowley, I usually got my props. But, uh, yeah, no, that was uh, Theo Fest, man. And and when he came, it was like a – like everyone's excited for the Ricketts when they bought Nye, and, you know, Ron Santo would come out and all this shit for years and years. Great. But when Theo came, it was like, all right, now now we're ready to fucking play. Now we're going to be with the big boys. And there was just such, like I said, this fucking shirt
2: says, Hope I I mean, am, man. To, to be fair, though, this is Chicago. We got excited about any fucking new face. In Dusty, <laughs> We Trusty, yeah. fucking. Uh,
0: Even Dale Squam I was uh, all
2: about. And Dale Sway well, that, that Swa- Swa- with his fucking arm tattoos and shit like every time we got somebody new it was awesome it's just that in retrospect theo's the only one that's really pulled it off
3: but theo still yeah. had so i would say again yeah, people were excited about Dusty, but but what we ne- realized needed to be done was a full overhaul and that's what we saw happening with Theo is is that this this wasn't a manager, this wasn't a coach, this wasn't a this this was a guy that was in here to fucking fix the shit.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people hated that shit. You remember, you remember <laughs> 12, 13, 14, Those fucking assholes were everywhere bitching, and, and Theo was clearly doing the right thing. And they had a lot of good stuff coming up in the minors, but like man. That was rough. So remember, how, remember how angry Crazy Hat Lady was about Tracy Marja? <laughs> yep.
3: I, I, I was the one that took that video. When she <laughs> came, I, I knew her because poor Theo I had to deal with those ladies. I, I we beat him down. We tore him down. You, it's your fault, Crawley.
0: You he's, and Crazy Hat a, Lady just fucking grilling him every Cubs convention. He's like, I can't take this shit anymore. So when she, COVID comes back, he's gonna wanna Crawley's gonna want a plan from
3: me. So she uh, she would uh, – Crazy Hat Lady is is kind of known in the na- – she lives in the neighborhood of Lakeview, and uh she always so goes she, to – She's one of – yeah, she's one of those people that always goes to board meetings. And then, like, every time she's at the board meeting, everyone rolls their eyes because it ain't no different from what she saw at Cubs. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That just but she would
3: it. literally, like, ask people for tickets, like, I do all this to help you Cub fans. You should give me a ticket. And I, I just knew her from, like, just around the neighborhood and stuff. And so whenever – when she came up that time, I just – Put on the video camera and just turn it tape, and I'm like, because I, I think if you forgot the year before that was prepared. Statement guy, this guy literally came out with like with like a scroll, like a parchment <laughs> with like, scroll with
0: like Santa Claus's naughty list. <laughs> like, you know, just telling 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 everybody was, about themselves. Yeah, and it was the most
3: parents. stupid rambling bullshit I ever heard. And so when crazy and I'm like, God, I wish I would have taped that. Like nobody would have believed that That wasn't here. So when Crazy Hat Lady came, I'm like, All right, I'm, I'm taping this shit. And sure as shit, she didn't disappoint. Man, she was great. But and, uh, this is a picture of me and Theo. Um what they used to do is for the season ticket holders Michael you're talking about 2011 12 13 now it sucked is that they would after the season was over they would have these season ticket holder events and it was down in the theater district, and by like the Oriental Theater and different theaters. And so season ticket holders would get in there, and, and they would do a split. It would be Crane talking about the improvements, and Theo talking about the players. And that was the first time, you know, I really started to hear about those names like Javi Baez and Jorge Soler and these guys. And they would and Theo they would have this these videos of these guys, and you just hear the bat cracking on the ball and you'd get so fired up. So anybody that was, like I said, especially if you're a season ticket holder, you got to go to these meetings and that's why, yeah, I love going to Cubs con and especially Theo sessions is that he just can kind of, I don't know the way he talks. Like he just kind of mesmerizes you. It's just yeah. he's an interesting dude. He's, he was, and he was great to talk to. He was, he, he, he's kind of a different bird. He kind of, he kind of just different. He's a little more standoffish, like Jed. They were talking about it today. Always the glad hander. Like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, you know, we're where like, Theo is more a little bit off, a little distant. And once he got to kind of know you a little bit, open up a little bit more, but, but uh, I just, I had a blast listening to him, uh, asking him questions. And he always was very respectful about it. No matter, you know, I, sometimes I did ask him, uh, difficult questions because again how many places did you ever have a how many fans would have a forum to ask some real goddamn questions you know what i mean and so i asked them oh, about no. this is Park.
0: uncle mike by the way uncle mike writing in right now mets yes, that's, that's why i had mike. to
2: throw it up there yeah, for you yeah
0: yeah Met, by the way the mets are really excited right now no not only do they have like like triple rickets as far as wealth goes you triple know
2: rickets. they got triple rickets. Tri- triple rickets <laughs> is when you didn't get the vaccine <laughs> <laughs> i got the triple rickets <laughs> so uh uh
0: but uh no uh, he, he, uncle mike is writing in he thinks theater of the mets i don't i he's not and uh, uncle mike also knows hey. our good friend david brody huge mets fan you, uh,
2: you agree with justin Groudon.
0: Theo to the couch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Theo to the couch. Theo is not for profits. Theo to to do something different for a little bit because I don't think he could do one more year of listening to Crawley just grilling him at Cubscon over and over again on Zoom meetings. Now it's even worse.
3: So I, I do think that you know the what you saw at the presser today and and on the marquee event is is somebody that's just kind of relieved. I mean, you have to think about you want to talk about the two highest pressure markets. I mean, you don't do much harder than Boston and Chicago, and the scrutiny and the intensity and the expectations. And he, he was talking. You know, he's been doing this since he's like 28 years old. You know what I mean? That, that we, you know, grinding, working. He's had a
2: job for how long? Poor guy. <laughs> Difficult, you <laughs> should talk. Cotton. You, you haven't had a job for like 20 years. Oh my god, it's, it's been a long time. Fucking scraping, man. Yeah, you just coasted. I wish I had a job for 20 years. I think about you. a mechanic sitting under a fucking car for the last 50 years, and he's like, Oh, Theo, tell me about how hard your job was.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Again, there's different levels of pressure. There's different levels of pressure, you know. If all of a sudden you make a mistake on a fucking car, all you got to do is make some bullshit up and say, well, you know what? Uh, It's this Simba Bob, and it's going to cost you another $5,000. And dumbass is like, you can charge up more with everything. Yeah. Or
2: or Or you get fired. Because you're not the boss, and then you don't eat for a week. You know, Theo's got that going for him. He'll be fine next week.
3: He'll be fine, but it, again, just to be to have that luxury. If we all had that luxury, where you didn't have to fucking work and worry about the bills or anything, you wouldn't just take a year or two off. I would. I, I think I, I, you know, I'd, I'd never talk again. to you. I'd never
0: talk to you guys again. <laughs> <So> <laughs> would I would. I, I, you know, I'd be like buy some little like uh, volcanic island. You know, uh, that hasn't, you know, that's kind of uh, maybe 40 years from interrupting or from uh, erupting. And then,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, Danny it, just wants to be anywhere that he won't be interrupted. <laughs> yeah, There's nobody I'm forty just years here be interrupted again? <laughs> yeah, I'm just no. going to sit
0: here and uh, play this Beethoven piece I'm and get be, it right.
3: I, I would probably be doing the exact goddamn thing, just sitting at Lucky Doors, drinking a beer, waiting for the game to start, and having a blast. Man, it's what I've always done. And even you know, I mean, winter time, I'd probably head over to Arizona. That's what I would probably do, and then just go check out instructs and stuff like that. And that, but, you know, like I said, imagine how much fun it would be for Theo just to kind of blend in and just go to a fucking game and just enjoy it. Remember how much yeah, fun he had Danny, you've <laughs> got the picture of him in the bleachers. Yeah, here he is.
0: Here him. he is out there in the bleachers. Jed Hoyer is right behind him. Uh,
3: Jason and McLeod next to him.
0: McLeod, yeah. Um, and you know what? Uh, during 2016 – my good friend Mike, uh, he just loved dealing in tickets. Like that was his thing. And he got, and I would get some nosebleed seat, you know, way up in the upper deck. He's like, sell it right now. Sell that ticket. You can get $50 for it right now. Give me the extra $50. I'll sit you down here by me. And where he liked to go was like, I'll tell you this much Theo, Jed, and Jason were right behind me in that amazing comeback against the Giants in the NLDS. They were right there. They were right next to me during the Pirates wildcard game in 2015 as well. And I got to say to McLeod, I was like, hey, man, thanks for this year. This was fun. He's like, oh, cool. That was our interchange. But like, uh, what, what I'm saying is like, they love being out in the crowd. Yeah. They are young guys, and I think that's, they're our age. You know, they're in their mid forties. They're all our, our age, so this is like these guys are our contemporaries. That's why they like, only accomplished TV.
3: slightly more than we have.
0: Not, nah, we're that's fine. Right. Everybody's that's got their own road. You know, look, <laughs> who's on TV now, Theo? Us. <laughs> you know, well, uh, he was just it, on it, TV you on TV. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, that's a, he's not on TV. Yeah, this well, this and, is the new TV. We're, we're ahead to, of our game. To be fair, Danny. Theo should have been on TV a lot more. He wasn't in charge of Marquis. We don't know what the fuck was going on over there, but Marquis just didn't hey, want to put him on. That's the
0: problem because Crane Kenny's like almost a boomer. Like Crane Kenny's like old. J- he he might be end boomer.
3: So guys, know. we got this- a question from Dominic Gayoto who says Rizzo or area Rizzo
0: or the Arietta stroke trade, which right. was uh, which was more important? Well, we're gonna get into that because each one of us picked. Uh, a a a stinker trade, a stinker signing, a great trade and a great signing that we're going to get to, and I I believe we're going to talk about those Arietta and uh, razor oh, yeah. trades. Are we not? Like can, you you really couldn't have a conversation about Theo and what he accomplished in Chicago without. Talking about should should we get that into that? And by the way, thank you all for commenting. I I love all that I'm seeing here in the Facebook and in the YouTube comments and the uh, the Twitter comments. But uh, so keep it coming. Artie Boucher writes in. FYI, Rocky's Twitter pining for Theo too. I know they're gonna all all winter long. They're gonna be like, what's Theo gonna do? And they're gonna make him declare like a new profession, which that's the last thing he wants to do right now. Honestly, he wants the volcanic island. That's what he wants. He wants you all to fuck off, Crawley. He's so sick of you. I can't even tell you. He's like, I got to get as far away from work if there's no internet or nothing. The, no, like, see, there he is. Like, look at that fake smile. Like, both of you get like you're kind of you're kind of touching his back and like in the in the picture, Theo's I was like, rubbing oh, his
3: massaging his back.
0: He's like, God, he that guy's so creepy. He just, yeah, he, he does the 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 back pat rub. Yeah, like, rub like, do you rub it, or it, you pat?
3: <laughs> I do more of like a little rub, a little rub. You know, it's all good. But I, it's, uh, I think that more than anything, what you're gonna want to see with Theo is. I don't think, again, he doesn't want to do lateral moves. He doesn't want to do this shit somewhere else. His next big goal is a to run a team like Jeter's doing in Miami. That's what he's looking for. And I don't think that opportunity is going to come up for another couple of years. I think in the new CA, what's going to happen is you're going to see expansion again, baseball expansion. And I think you may see baseball return to Montreal They've talked about Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, there's a couple of places that have been kicked around, but I think they're going to be the Theo will be absolutely be in that ownership group. Like Jeter does was to be kind of like an owner of overseeing everything type thing.
0: So, uh, Mark Timothy writes in. Says, what is your take on some of the rumors that are swirling about Epstein not wanting to be involved in orders from Ricketts to sell off, and even non-tender someone fr- uh, from Baez, Bryant, or Schwarber? Think There's fire to that smoke. Yeah, I think Cap talked about it a couple yeah. uh, weeks ago, and I think that might be why he's leaving a year early on his contract. I think, it, I think there's a lot of reasons. So the season ends, he has his presser, he almost cries when he talks about everybody getting fired, and then he realizes that there is a reckoning on the Major League roster as well to happen, because all these contracts are coming up, everybody's going to get traded, and he passed that off to Jed and... It's kind of a bit of a cop-out. I kind of wish he went down with the ship a little bit more. And I mean, it's sad we're not going to see him. And, I, and I'll tell you this much. Like, I am also sad that we're not going to hear his, like, because the man is smart. Like, he impresses uh, – I've talked to John Baker about him. He's so impressed with Theo Epstein and, and how he can control the room. Uh, you know, even Len Casper today, uh, right after Theo's presser was like, he could go to Silicon Valley and run any company there. Like, the dude can run whatever he wants to. So I think he's at a place where, uh, you know, he just wants to. Move
3: forward, move forward, moving forward, move forward, moving forward. Again, this is a tough business, man. You do your best, and we'll talk about the hits and the misses. Those happen with anybody. But what he was able to do with this organization, like I, I will still say, miraculous, to, to basically have no assets, nothing, and to turn that around into something. Well,
0: not nothing. I mean, you did have this guy, Tom Ricketts. You know what I mean? You had billions of dollars. You had an Ivy League education, an Ivy League I, I've, I've seen, people all around I've you seen, that Tom Ricketts and his dad paid I've seen
3: for. teams throw money. That doesn't guarantee success. True. That's True. what I'm saying. But it, okay. but it doesn't hurt. Sometimes yeah. it can hurt, but usually not. A lot of those Yankee teams that were big money when Steinbrenner used to fucking buy everybody and anybody, every free agent, which caught the owners to hate him, he didn't get shit. It wasn't until they actually had developed the farm system where you had Posada, where you had Jeter, where you had a lot Mariano, of Mariano Rivera. Right. Yeah. Then they started actually fucking winning. Money, it's not just money. Does it help? Yes. Money helps to cover up the mistakes that you make, things that don't work out. That's what it helps. You didn't develop a pitcher, buy a pitcher, buy you, Darvish. Okay? Now, again, that can only go so long, you know, where you're going to do that. And CBA made it more difficult, uh, the last CBA. But, again, I've seen people spend money. I've seen the Cubs spend money. I've seen them try everything. I've, and nobody could accomplish it. Nobody could until he got here.
0: Yeah, Dominic writes in, Theo got done what Dallas Green and Jim Hendry couldn't. Yeah, but that was Jim Fry's fault.
3: But but here's another thing I want to say. That is Jim Fry's fault. You're right on that. And and it really goes down to Dallas Green had the right idea and he just didn't have he was getting shit from above him and he decided to leave. And 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 a lot of the guys that Dallas Green drafted, whether you're talking about Rafael Palmero, Mark Grace, Greg Maddox, Jamie Moyer, these these are guys that went on to have great careers.
0: Yeah, the and, Cubs wouldn't keep them the the, the Tribune
3: wouldn't pay. And, and so what will end up happening is don't forget that the, the Red Sox won another championship in 2017, and guess what? A lot of those players that came up then were Theo's guys. Yeah. So don't think that if if, if the Cubs somehow get things turned around in two or three years or three or four years, that a lot of those players that they end up that end up making that run were guys that we look back and say, those were Theo guys.
0: Okay. Really fun question. And please uh, comment in the comments um, who will be on the mound the next that the, uh, Theo draft then if, if it is or tradey or whatever, the next time the Cubs win the world series,
3: Braylon Marquez
0: as the closer.
3: Right. I like oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was looking
0: at, oh, no, the, no, the, he, if no, if he was the closer at that time, people are projecting him as a closer in some ways.
3: You know, I, I could see as a closer that I don't, I have no idea. I thought you were just talking about who's going to kind of have the most impact on the next winner.
0: Yeah. Well, All that's right. a, whatever. That's a fine answer. But, uh, you know, what, what do you think, Michael, do you think that, uh, that, uh, you know, Theo has drafted. I mean, it's, Tough to tell. We don't pay a heck of a lot of attention to the farm I don't, system, but what's
2: I don't your know feeling about on the, the I don't know about the next winner because that's a, that's the tough thing. You know, when he came in, he started with the bats. You know, drafted all the bats; those seemed to hit really well. He bought pitching or traded for pitching that worked well. He won. They had a, a string of successful years, but now, even though he switched from you know, the bats and drafting, he started drafting a ton of pitchers. If and when those pitchers get to the big leagues, there won't be any bats then, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I you think- get the bats, you get the pitches. You get the pitches, you get the bats. Uh,
0: John Peacus writes in, he says, well, he, he thinks that that person isn't
2: born yet. I, I'm, I'm afraid that John Peacus might be a little more right than uh, we all want to admit. Yeah. I think I think you That's you
3: me. got you got a lot of talent in the pipeline. When we talked um, to uh, we talked to uh, what's his name going through the prospect system, I mean we, yeah, Greg, we
0: Greg Greg Hust. Greg Hughes yeah growing I mean, Cubs podcast yeah yeah
3: we you know there's a lot of guys when we talk about shortstops they're loaded catcher you know and then you're gonna fill in other spots the the, center, the young center fielder that they had over in uh, South Bend this year. They got a lot of players that, are, that, that I think are going to be part of the next winning group. The question is, is who of the core that was here for t- Ed Howard? There's another one that uh, Cubs fan Jeff Berger writes up in there. They have a lot of young, interesting talent. It's not going to be here for two to four years. The question is: Is there going to be some of the veterans that were from this 2016 group to be with those young guys? Is Javi going to be sticking around? Wilson Contreras probably not. You know, uh, Chris Bryant almost assuredly not. And and I don't know if Anthony Rizzo's out here beyond this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, gosh, that's really hard to think about. Like, and, and I know that there, w- I knew that that would c- come a day at some point where we'd be like, all the 2016 Cubs are gone. Um, but you know, it seems like we were all expecting that within these, uh, ne- either in the last year or even before that there would be an extension happening, uh, it never came to be with any of them, which is shocking. And then you get COVID and you're like, oh my God, they're not going to extend any of them. Kyle it, Hendricks. Yeah. It, well, they <laughs> did that already. Yeah. I yep. mean, but, uh, you know, f- for the last four years, we were talking about possible extensions. Everybody was flying high. There's no way it was going to be uh, – it was going to happen. They were going to take their chances. They weren't going to sign an early extension. That seems like a mistake now on their part. But, you know, COVID, who knew? Um, but, you know, I, I kind of agree with Mickey Forrester who writes in, Rizzo never leaves. I feel like that's the one, dude, that they get it done with. Um Maybe if if Javi would take a hometown discount, but I don't really see him doing that because he might be like, "Hey, I'm 28. Let me go try it in a different city. Let me go try something else." If they were to offer him, you know,
3: with Rizzo, that's, with Rizzo, that's going to be a tough one. He he signed a very team friendly deal. Again, no one knew Rizzo was going to turn out like he did, and he signed a very team friendly well, deal. Do and you know
0: who did know that? Chad Hoyer, who traded for
3: him and Theo who drafted him.
0: And Theo drafted him. So right,
3: I mean they, those guys always believed in him. But again, when you got a 30 over 30 first baseman with a bad back, you know, and budget problems, how much are you really going to allocate to the first base position?
2: I don't yeah, know. and he's and he's going to be looking for a payday because he took a really team-friendly deal. It was what? 49 million over 7 years or something like that, and he is Completely outperform that. This is possibly the first year uh with sixteen and a half million that he'll make this year that he's actually making what he's worth.
3: I mean, think about it. Isn't that almost like a third of his contract right there with the sixteen mil? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um
0: Guy Sirius says after the year Baez had, he should take a discount. And you know, I I don't know that I agree with that. You know, um, be, because at this point, it it seems like, and uh, Joe Kilgannon says, Javi would be smart to extend, as he might be the fifth best shortstop on the free agent market next year. I, I've heard that as well, yep. and you know, and it, that is kind of true. Uh, but you know, he might be the fifth best shortstop, as you know, you got Lindor in there and everything. But at the same time. He's still is Javi Baez and there still are thirty-two teams and there's still gonna be five teams with a lot of of a lot of money to pay. And if the Cubs are looking for like a serious discount, they I would hate to see them lose Javi in a Greg Maddox kind of like, oh, we're fifty grand apart, you know. <laughs> so, <Right>. You know, <laughs> let him walk, you know, fuck that guy. You know, like that would be horrible if that's how Javi left, because he is a hometown favorite, and I think he kind of knows that. Um, you know, it,
3: it, it's so hard to figure out what last year was. Okay. If it was just Javi Baez who sucked, then I'd be like, oh, okay, forget that. But when you're taking a look at the names of guys that sucked, Christian Yelich sucked. Norlin Arenado sucked. I don't know why a lot of guys sucked this year. And, and, and our, sh-
0: our show sucked this year. Like oh. even Like we
3: were trying so
0: hard and
3: we were even worse than ever. <laughs> right, so the 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 to me, it, it's just impossible I can't. I can't. impossible to tell what's going to happen. But like Joe said, uh, it, it probably if Javi's smart, just take the payday right now. You know, Javi's yeah. one of those guys that's going to make uh, a lot more money on endorsements. Then I think even Anthony Rizzo would make, whether it's shoes, video games, he was on MLB, the show, all that stuff. He, can, there's tons of money to be made because he's such a marketable player. Uncle uh,
0: Mike, Uncle Mike, there's your shortstop. I don't know who the, who the Mets have as a, as a shortstop, but uh, if they are going to trade Javi to somebody and the Mets are looking to pick up stuff, I would say ha- Javi would do great in New York.
3: Uh, Christians are uh, little yumpers asking about not wanting to spend Javi when they're loaded at shortstop, not to mention the Dominican shortstop that they plan on signing for the international. The reason is, is that first of all, you always need somebody to draw fans. I don't care what anyone says. I've gone to Wrigley when they suck and no offense, it's not packed. The tickets may be paid for, but the money that they're missing out on concessions is not there. You want to have somebody in the nineties, the Cubs literally sucked worse than anything, but they had Sosa. So everyone would go just to see what the fuck Sosa would do. Baez is that same kind of guy that even if you don't like baseball, if you're there, you're watching Javi Baez and see what he might do that day. And so Javi's also not just a guy that plays one position. Okay, if you got Rizzo, he's either first baseman or DH. Javi, he he could be a fucking catcher, you know what I mean? First base, second base, shortstop, third base, put Javi in the outfield if you
0: Batting want. Adding lefty sometimes. He had a double. He I showed my nephew when I was out in California this last week. Uh, the the video I said Javi hit a double lefty. And he's like, really? So I showed him that video. It was awesome. Like he lofted that thing. And you know, the man is a talented baseball player, like a generational talent right. that has so much potential. I was watching um, him stealing home the other day. I was missing baseball. I just watched him steal home in the, against the Dodgers. I believe it was in the NLCS.
2: Do I have that right? Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm, yeah. I I don't know what game you were watching. It's not like he did it once. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're post- post- asking us like, well, was it this game? I have no fucking. He did clue. it. In yeah. post- he did it a number did, of different times. He did, he did, he did it in
3: the the post- I'm trying to think. It was against the Dodgers. I almost was it game he did, six. Dude, he's like a
0: legendary dude. That like, if if you weren't alive and you heard about it later, like right. then he's like, toss he's like a cool Papa Bell. Like we'll start telling stories about this right. guy.
3: It's it's it's, it's like. It's like Jordan. I had relatives in South America that got satellite just to watch Michael Jordan and have never watched a basketball game since Jordan left. Yeah. Like that's the kind of impact that Javi has. It's it's fun.
2: I wonder if um Oh shit, where was I going? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not inside. You brought up Mike. basketball last week, Mike, so I had to Right, I know. The I basketball I started <laughs> thinking about Jordan and I was like, Oh yeah. See, oh Michael's I looking I was gonna say I if the Cubs you know, because they're about to go into their into the fucking tank here for the next few years. Maybe at some point they let Javi play a different position every inning.
0: <laughs> There's a gimmick. They're going to need to do something.
2: Yeah, let him pitch to finish it off.
0: So uh, let's get into the final bit of our conversation. We thought we would talk about uh, you know Theo's best moves his worst moves at, you know, whether they be signings or trades. And so we each got four guys and, uh, you know, please, uh, also chime in, in the, you guys are, have already been doing it, chime in in the comments, but, um, Michael, and you want to go, go
3: first? Who wants to go first? For all of those people that are sticking around, we do have a big announcement. We have a guest coming up on Thursday that we'll let you know about, if you stick around till the end of the show, no, we can tell
0: now. <laughs> it's not like that big of a guess. It's not like, oh my God, Theo Epstein's coming on. No, yeah. no, it's freaking. It's Gordon Wyndmyer's coming on. You
2: which, know, maybe we can get Theo now that he doesn't have a job.
0: Exactly. Well, if we, if uh, maybe next uh, Buck O'Neill Day instead of John Baker Day, we can uh, do something for Theo's non for profit. I don't know. You know. Him, Levante, we'll get everybody together. The magic will continue to happen. Gordon
3: um, Wittenmeyer from the uh, NBC Sports uh, Insider. He was the beat writer for 13 years for the Sun-Times. Asked Theo a question. or He he asked Tom a question and Theo. But he's just a great guy. He's also on a podcast with Kaplan, so...
0: Yeah. Gordo's great, great show, shirt. too. At NBC Sports Chicago, my old employer, and the reason I'm currently eligible for unemployment is, um, uh, you know, they've got a great podcast, though. So you guys should listen to that, too, Cap and Gordo. Yeah, and, it's
2: Cubs Talk podcast.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely awesome. It, you, you really like it, Michael. That's like one of your go-tos now.
2: I do. I listen all the time, and honestly, I was really surprised uh, that I liked it at all.
0: Be- <laughs> because- I was, too. I was too. I'm with you because, you know, we're we're like the punks of the podcast world. We are like, "Hey, look at these guys muscling in on our territory. Like, I'm not going to like this crap, you know." And well, they were just and, really good.
2: And they're like, you know, professional writers and TV personalities, sports guys in Chicago. Everybody knows who they are. I was expecting to get like, I don't know, inundated with numbers or just, you know, platitudes and the fucking same same old shit we hear all the time but no they really get into it and say some stuff because they know very few people listen to podcasts
3: well we we had cap on before and everybody loved that and you know the cap has this passion that bubbles over it's just kind of infectious gordon is kind of one of those guys that just has this this kind of this kind of like like darting little kind of like style that's just like if you don't pick up on it he's
0: a ranter he's ultimately a little bit of a ranter he's got a little cynical under underbelly but he, he can back it up he's looked up all the stats he's got he's got the goods but he also i think is a big picture guy like he can he can see the forest for the trees and I always appreciate his uh
3: and his where cap is so
0: I'm glad he's going to come where,
3: on where cap is such a fan Gordo just tells it how it is he doesn't give a shit he doesn't mince words he's going he's going to he he looks at it from a different perspective i think than most people.
0: Yeah. So all right, well let's turn let's talk about our winners and losers from Theo's uh time okay. here on the north side of Chicago. Well, so, what would you Michael, like Go
2: ahead. What would you like first? What, do? What you, 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 you want a loser, what are you, you want a winner, what do you, what you, what
0: you want? What are you feeling?
2: Cotton's choice. Cotton's choice. You know choice. what? I'm I'm going to go darn. way back it's to the darn. beginning. To the beginning okay. of the Theo era. In fact, his second signing ever. He started with David De Jesus, not 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 too bad of a signing, didn't do a whole bunch, didn't didn't move the needle. But his second signing, nice guy though, very nice guy. Sweet. Yeah, sweet the, sweet fella. The, the 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 next signing, another very sweet fella, did move the needle. Straight down to empty Edwin Jackson. Oh, here four we go. Years Fifty-two million dollars in 2013, the first year of his contract, he lost a league-leading 18 games. Now, that was your
0: fault. Pitcher losses, I know you're no pitcher
2: losses actually kind of do mean something because that means they're giving up, you know, runs. You know, pitcher wins they may not have a ton to do with all the time, but pitcher losses, uh, yeah, they're giving up runs. But they also had terrible defense back then. Really Robert bad. Robert
3: Sanchez says, don't be hating on EJ. Yeah. What's funny is that he is so beloved
2: by so many of his teammates and clubhouses. Great guy. And nobody doubts that at all. In uh, Yeah, because with the Cubs in two years, he had an ERA of 558. He lost 33 total games. And he had an ERA plus of 69. Nice. nice. Yeah, I will
3: tell you that the seasons that he was here, I swear to God, I'm a season ticket holder. I cut up and I pick out the games I want to go to, giveaways, matchups, whatnot. I swear to God, I must have had like 15 Edwin Jackson starts in one season, and he was
2: so deliberate. Oh, when he did wow. oh, slow, slow, and he and he pitched all the games. Like he he didn't get injured too much. Uh, he was always there. Two hundred innings. Um, but in 2015, they ended up moving him to the bullpen, and uh, in July, they just dumped him outright <laughs> and had to eat 13 million dollars on that contract. So, and then uh, he went on to do okay, didn't he? Play for the Braves yeah. and like, no, 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 he played for everyone. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ever? He, played, he eventually retired 2019. He yeah. retired just last year.
0: Brilliant. And, and the he man played is for, a brilliant
2: person and he played very for 14 nice. 14 of the 30 teams in this league.
0: Support for the Sun Ranto show comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle all the way. At, you know what? Uh, It's almost Christmas season And it's time to trim your tree Uh, Your untrimmed pubes Should be a thing of the past So it's time to gear up Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season I am talking about The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 See here's the thing I've shaved my balls before And I've cut my balls before And it's painful I screamed I went "Ah, goddamn it but that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Uh, it's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawn Mower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect holiday season gift. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And uh, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, because uh, that's nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Your stinky balls. Speaking of sweaty and sticky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And all these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to go get yourself your ball-shaped. Your dad, your brother needs their ball-shaved, your friends... It's the best gift of all that you could give. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping. Code is armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off people with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud of your balls this year. Sun Ranto show is also brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is over. Football's in effect. All the teams strutting their stuff. Now, you're not at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online's going the extra mile. They want to make sure that you get. In on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. So, what I want you to do is you go to Bet Online today, you use the promo code Armchair, and you're going to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Back to the Sunranto Show. Yeah, and. Very nice guy. I had an opportunity to meet him once. Uh, do you remember uh, Jarrett, the the pitcher that that, that was Lyle's?
2: Uh,
0: oh, I thought you meant husband. from
2: Subway. I was like, "Where are you going with this?" <laughs> He's in jail,
0: dude. they are not out a sponsor anymore. Um, no, uh, the uh, the guy who uh, was a pitcher who was a fourteen year old kid uh, in uh, in L.A. Oh I, yeah, yeah, he came I on the t- show that time. Yeah, he came yeah. on the show that time and talked about you know uh, one of our know, best shows. Yeah. So anyway, that kid, he met I met him with Edwin Jackson one time. So generous with his time. This is out in Los Angeles, such a nice guy. John Baker speaks very highly of him as far as somebody who's very socially conscious with him and his wife, and still lives in L.A. Out there, marching, uh, fighting the good fight and uh you know and played for every team so like this is a baseball lifer that i think we should all respect you know in some way like what's yeah. his birthday we it's still celebrate. a shitty signing <laughs> you de- you de- yeah, it's it was a terrible a- sign i'm just i'm, I'm going to de- devil's advocate this one he was he's a good guy
2: right but yeah you don't keep playing if uh with the numbers that he ended up with you don't keep playing unless you're just a really good guy like yeah nobody's giving yeah. you another chance if you're a dick That's true. Ask Brett Anderson.
0: Yeah. But I will say this Edwin Jackson did start the John Baker Day game. And the first <laughs> he did yes yeah the the first four innings of that game are seventeen hours long I
3: swear that
0: <laughs>
2: that's <God>, <laughs> one reason it was
0: the
3: longest game ever it's, 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 it's the main reason there's two guys that I seriously like I caught like every game of their awful seasons Edwin Jackson <laughs> and Tyler Chatwood it would be like three innings and you'd be like an uh, inning an hour like, like, oh, god. All oh right. my god uh, did All he right.
2: make a list Does anybody do a Chatwood? I I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Who don't who think, has who has the next bad signing? Give us right. something bad. Or good. Who cares? Tell us what yeah, you want. Yeah, Carl you go.
3: Uh let's go with a bad signing. I'm gonna go with Daniel Descalso. Uh,
0: uh David. David Descalso. David.
3: 2018. <laughs> you got two years, five million, plus the Cubs have to give him another extra million to buy him out this year. And it was just, he literally had three good weeks, is what you paid six million dollars for, and it was just like, you know, I don't know, he hurt his ankle. The Cubs' training staff,
2: they're like, yeah. Tom Ricketts know. hopes he limps the rest of his life, <laughs> but it was
3: just absolutely, you know, he just was he he represented, and it's not fair to him because, like, you know, he was kind of the beginning of the we're going bargain bin shopping. Like, all right, guys, we got a really good off-season signing. It's Daniel Descalso.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, he got fucked because <laughs> uh, he was the only signing of that year. Otherwise, you would have been like, oh, yeah, that's right. We got Descalso because we got, like, four other good guys like we did in the previous years before that. But th- we get Descalso, who had been good against us. And utility dude. I mean, but, yeah, you're – you know,
2: if – he is the poor man's Ben Zobrist. He is the poor man's poor man. Let's move on with the limping <laughs> motherfucker. Poor. yeah, he ain't that poor.
0: <laughs> right, he's, he's not he, poor. Anymore, he, sure. he made he made uh, about uh, you know forty times what I made this year, so okay. like, he's fine, and he didn't do shit. So what do you got right. Danny? All right, so I I will go with. Uh, I'm going to start positive. I'm going to start positive and work backwards to negative, if that's okay. So we'll all jump around. That I know you guys did your bad signings, but I'm going to go with my great signing and turn it around here with Ben Zobrist. Not only did we get to hear the lovely strains of his wife's voice over the loudspeaker at Wrigley for year after year after year with her hits, I Feel Alive and Benny, but... We also got pretty much the best years of Ben Zobrist's career. Kind of. Um, you know, look at those uh, four years in Chicago. I mean, there's an aging star 30. We got his years 35 to 38, but you needed this guy. You needed the veteran, stalwart, example to the young dudes they didn't have it Zo benzo what, what didn't we used to call him like grandpa zobrist or something like that on the show or like we had age jokes with this guy but um 2016 he posted a 121 uh, o- uh ops plus uh 2018 he uh had a 117. That's when he's 37 years old. And then we all kind of know how it went down. He got divorced and, like, disappeared, and then Addison Russell ruined everything. But, like, you know, this dude is the measure of consistency that we needed on this team. Because this was, like, you know, I'm always going to go up there. What, what did we always say about Benzo? Give you a good at bat. Professional Every single at time, at professional. professional at bat, and without that, he's teaching the young guys. He's, you know, kind of like moving the whole team forward. And so I just I loved what Ben Zobris brought to this team, and I thought that that was that's my favorite signing. And I don't know if you guys remember how we got him, but they had to tr- move the Castro money, yep, the Starlin money, and it was like a it was instant. I think it was within a day or two.
3: Yeah, it was. All that uh, news broke. Castro for Warren, Adam Warren uh, for mm. the Yankees, and then yeah, and then right after that was the Zobrist, like the very next day.
0: Yeah, but I will say this: uh, you know, we did pay him. You know, that's a that's a lot of money. Uh, you see his career to date down there; it's eighty-six million, uh, almost eighty-seven. But the Cubs paid him sixteen and a half million in seventeen and eighteen. 10.5 in 2016 which is a bargain given what he gave us which is a, a you know MVP well he won the MVP of the World Series and then uh, 2019 uh you know where, which was an incomplete year for him uh only made 12.5 but still and then I think that got knocked down
3: I want to say it got knocked down yeah, yeah.
0: That's how they were the yeah so uh anyway i i feel like that is that's the dude that's like you know that was joe madden's guy joe madden's like i, I can win with this dude they brought him in so i i, I go with benzo as my favorite signing
2: okay yeah, and, uh and that nickname is the best because benzo is actually short for benzo breasts which is what showed up on the uh you know the the crawl when they were trying to you know Shows uh, what the guys were saying. What's the the closed captioning?
0: Benzo Bress. So, uh, all right, give me another one. Uh, Best worst. What do you got?
3: Best signing for me has got to be the, it it has to be the greatest free agent signing in Chicago history and John Lester uh, to get the big lefty. That was, the sales pitch where they had John Lester in game seven of the world series, winning it for the Cubs. And he came pretty darn close to that prediction right there. We invented deep fakes. So literally invented deep fakes six years, 155 million. And that guy was worth every penny of it. Uh, 2016 uh, co-MVP of the NLCS. Every time there was a big game, you knew you could just handle hand John the ball and, and he would, he would come clutch And he's a three-time champion. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but you know what? Shit. There's nobody that you wanted to have that ball more than John Lester. Great signing.
0: Yeah. 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 I I think most people would say that was the linchpin. That's the, that's where it started. That's where, you know, you get Lester. Everybody knew the Cubs were serious and. Okay.
2: Well, I. You know, I'm going to go next. It took me a minute to find a great signing because you guys kind of picked, a, picked the best signings already, and I was kind of like, man, you know, he, he had so many bad signings. But I found a good one. Scott Feldman, the winter after the 2012 <laughs> season, Scott Feldman for $6 million one year, uh, he had a 112 ERA plus in his first 15 starts they traded him to the Orioles and brought back Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope. So, so that's your good signing. That's, and that's a damn good signing. Yeah, and greatest trade. Who's got that trade though? I didn't. I don't think any of us went with that trade. Nobody went with the I thought
3: Michael had that up there for sure.
0: Okay, well, we got to talk about that that trade because if Feldman uh, you know, was the bait for that which you know I liked it. we used to call him the chin strap that you know cuz he had that beard that Amish beard that kind of went under his chin yep. maybe he tried to grow a mustache but it wasn't coming in that much yet and uh, no but if if you can get and somebody was saying today that it was Hoyer that was pounding the table for stroke right in that trade but Arietta to give you that Cy Young season and to give you, uh, he didn't win it though, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did win it. So to give you that Cy Young season, and his shit was just so filthy and so nasty, and so was Strope's. And you know, to, to, Strope is one of the greatest relievers. I know everybody hates him, but uh, for whatever reason, it's ridiculous. Because you know?
3: because when all when the, when the closers start to go south. They're the ones giving up games, and that's the hard thing. You know what I mean? Is like, you know, when Rizzo gets old and he strikes out, you know, unless it's with the bases loaded in the ninth, you're not going to freak out about it. But there's nothing worse than a blown save. Carlos Marmol is one of the greatest closers in Cubs history, and people still hate him when you mention Carlos yeah. Marmol.
0: But that trade – was one of the greatest of all time. And I think that's why we can maybe be kind of positive about the fact that Hoyer's in there because if Hoyer's the one that's pounding the table on Pedro Strope, then we know uh, that Hoyer, I mean, we know Hoyer knows his shit. So
2: apparently he broke that table and never pounded again.
3: Well, we didn't
2: get a a lot of other pitchers. No, actually we, we, we picked a few up, uh, you know, in the run.
3: We want to talk about great trades. Uh, how about trading Ryan Dempster? So when Ryan Dempster, when they were looking to trade him, Ryan Dempster is a 10 and five guy. And so he had the right to reject any trade and he was rejecting trades left and right. Cause he wanted to go to LA to play with Ted Lilly. Cause those guys are like best friends. And, uh, the Dodger, the Cubs wanted this pitcher, Alan Webster. And, and he was part of the deal. And the Dodgers like, there's no way we're giving up Alan Webster. And the Cubs are like telling Dempster, like, look, man, we're really sorry. We tried getting you to the Dodgers. It didn't fucking work. And so what ends up happening is they had to go to plan B, which was to trade Dempster for Kyle Hendricks and Christian Villanueva. And so if the Dodgers would have given up Allen Webster, who I don't think anybody's heard of since then – We may not have had Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks led the National League in ERA in 2016. He was on the bump with ice in his veins for game six of the NLCS to clinch their ticket to the World Series. He, I think he only gave up, did he give up the run? No, he didn't even give up the run in World Series game three, and he was pitching pretty darn good in World Series game seven.
2: So Crawley, I'm gonna blow your mind here. You said nobody knows who Alan Webster. Yeah,
3: Alan Webster is still a Cub. I was just gonna say, like
2: he's <laughs> he, he plays played, for the Tennessee he played 15 Smokers. games for the Cubs. And what yeah, did he do you do? Yeah, nothing. But
3: but, (laughs) (laughs) and also whatever. There's
1: a lot of guys that have
3: come up for a cup of coffee. That don't mean shit.
2: All right, can can, can I go again? To think that we would have had Alan Webster
3: instead of Kyle Hendricks is a scary thought. Plus, we got Webster anyway.
2: Yeah, Danny, jump in there. I think Crawley went twice before you got in. Okay, so. this is, this is good.
0: A Jensen Creative says, how about trading? That's a weird name, A Jensen. It's like, is that just one name or no? How about trading DJ LeMayhew for Ian Stewart? And, you know, I did notice that. <laughs> and that, that was your pick, wasn't it? That was my pick for the worst trade because it was, I believe, one of his first moves. Um, and yeah, that's brutal. And I understand. Uh, somebody pointed out too on the Ranchers, the Sun Rancher Ranchers page today, that without the failure at the third base position with the LeMayhew and the Ian Stewart situation, that maybe you don't end up even drafting Chris Bright. Like, I don't know. Like, right. I, that,
3: that, that's the whole thing going through this. is fun. But if, if that would again, if Edwin Jackson didn't suck. Should have, what it could have. Yeah. If it, Edwin Jackson didn't suck, we would not have got as good a draft pick. Exactly. And, and, and so uh, it's a good question to bring up with Gordon because Gordon Whitmire has never gotten over getting rid of DJ. He's to this a, a, day a, a butterfly flaps its wings. He's so hates <laughs> um, so let, let's let's
0: take a first. Let's take a look at DJ LeMahieu. Okay, this is what we could have had. Um, you know, obviously he started out with the Cubs. He was drafted by them, and uh, you know. You know, not impressive, but didn't get a lot of chances. Only 37 games with the Cubs, 62 plate appearances, only one year, 2011. So he would have been coming in. He would have been the kind of stalwart on the 2016 team, okay, with a three forty-eight batting average, which led the league. And uh, which, by the way, he led the league last year, too, whatever you want to do with this COVID season. But the dude has an OPS around 787. It's been over 1,000 once. Uh, that was last year. The year before with the Yankees, it was also at around 900. And with Colorado, he's had some really amazing years. But, you know, a lot of people feel those numbers are inflated. Cotton, you lived there for a long time, so you know that.
2: Yeah, but he didn't drop off a ton going to New York. I mean, New York's kind of a hitter's park as well but it's it's a much tougher place to play than Colorado
0: yeah not a lot of power in LeMay but I will but he gets on base the guy's a base he, he, he can get on base he can hit singles and doubles just fine now here's the thing that's sad about it though he doesn't even make that much money I mean he makes a lot of money but like t- 2014 when he finally hit like his contract years He was making, you know, league minimum. Then he made three million. Then he made five million. Then he made nine million. Then he made 12 million with the Yankees the last two years. And that's more than Ben Zobra's cost, you know, all those years. So it's been inexpensive. So the sad thing is that you could have, I don't know what, you know, because you ended up with Ian Stewart. And what did Ian Stewart do for the Cubs? Well, here's what he did. He came here in 2012. Uh, he had an OPS plus of 70. He had five home runs and 179 at-bats. He batted 201, which is terrible. It's a 2020 numbers. And uh, Tyler Colvin was also in that deal who, who got stabbed with a bat. <laughs> you know, if, if for your longtime cup fans there was a play and it impaled up, him yeah it impaled he got impaled he was on third base he had already done his job and then he got impaled by a bat who who was the batter in that i don't even remember um,
3: i don't know i just remember him getting impaled with a bat and i have his bobblehead i have a tyler colvin bobblehead
0: yeah. Does, yeah. does it have a bat stuck in his chest? In a, <laughs> I can get one. I can,
3: I can break a bat and just kind of glue it on yeah, there in his chest. You should
0: make that. So, uh, Casey Weathers was involved in that deal for the Cubs. Uh, Ian Stewart was terrible. Uh, yeah, that was an awful deal. And it's a, uh, it's a, you know, Theo came, Theo came, uh, you know, let's say LeMahieu wasn't his guy. You got rid of him, traded him for dog shit. So, all right. What do you got?
2: All right. Um, Well, I've got for my greatest trade of the Theo era in the offseason between 2012 and 2013, the Cubs traded Andrew Kashner and Kyung Min Na to the Padres for Zach Cates and Anthony Rizzo. Not bad. So. You know, you want to see how this worked out. Kashner had 97 starts, 130 total appearances for San Diego. ERA plus of 98, not too shabby. Average. Uh, the Padres traded Kashner, got nothing for him, really. Min Nan never made it to the big leagues. Kate's never, and then on the Cubs side, Kate's never made it to the big leagues. But Anthony Rizzo, you know, he fit right in. They were able to sign him to the team-friendly contract, so he could be one of the better signings as well. But uh yeah but he's at an 866 OPS which is a 131 OPS plus since he's been in Chicago he's 18th all-time in war for the Cubs 24th all-time for hits and he's going to jump past a lot of those guys next year and 8th all-time in homers this is a very old team that he is well up on the leaderboard in
0: all-time cub you got to you got to lock him up the captain uh, Crawley go, I got to pee.
3: All right, as far as bad trade, I got the Cubs trading Tommy Listella to the Angels for Connor Lillowhite. Who? Now again, Connor Lillowhite. <laughs> okay. So if Connor does something, I will I will <laughs> gladly apologize. But uh, Tommy LaStella has gone on to have a great, great, had a great season with the Angels when he went over there. All-star season, unfortunately, he hurt his leg. But then he came back this year, had another great season. The Angels flipped him to Oakland. Oakland loved him. And so LaStella is a guy that, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have a guy that makes contact? Wow, we couldn't find one. We couldn't find one. It turned out you had one on your roster the whole time and 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 to kind of lose him, that to me was truly disappointing, because you know, just it's really hard to get a good pinch hitter. You didn't know what was going on with Zobris with his marital issues. You got to Scalso instead. It was just like it just was all the wrong kind of moves
2: Yeah, oh my God. And I mean, L- Connor Lillywhite is such a nobody. You can't even find him on the internet hardly
3: <laughs> yeah he he's been injured. He, he, like I said, maybe the guy does something, but, you know, it was one of those things where the Cubs needed the skill set that he had and they gave him away for practically nothing. And, again, nobody knew he was going to have an all-star season. I mean, I don't, I don't do that, but it, it, to me it was just like you're sitting there complaining about not, you know, having – we've all talked about it, too much of the same player on this team, too many swing and miss guys where everyone knows Tommy 3 a.m. La you know, gets out of bed at 3 a.m. and gets a single.
2: I always hated that nickname.
3: Was that <laughs> uh, Jesse Rogers?
2: Nickname. Yeah.
3: Or Joe Madden, I think, came up with it, and then Jesse Rogers ran with it. Uh, uh,
2: Joe Madden is, I don't think, Joe Madden has a lot of uh, things he's good at. Maybe <laughs> nicknames is not one of them.
3: Although he's better than Mike Quaddy with nicknames, I guess.
2: <laughs> uh, okay.
3: That, who do you got next,
2: Michael? All right. Well, I'll go with a bad trade here. And uh, we're going to go 2017. Cubs were looking to make another run for the title. Gave up four prospects for Jose Quintana. Oh, boy. I mean, at the time, it really was the right trade. Yeah. I mean, it made total sense. Unfortunately, since then, uh, you know, Quintana has it. He was okay, but not great. He's got a 101 ERA plus, so he's just right at, you know, mediocre right there in the middle of the pack. And uh, three and a half seasons, and he's gone. There's nobody to replace him. They didn't trade him for anything. He's out the door, and uh, the White Sox got Eloy Jimenez, who already has 2- 2.6 WAR, which is you know uh, not bad, much better than what Quintana did in the last two years. And uh, Dylan Cease, which Dylan Cease is basically the same pitcher that Quintana is right now but they're both pre-arbitration eligible and they look like they're on the upswing.
3: You know, it, it looked Brutal. like a good deal that you got a lefty, you had a guy that looked like a legit number two, maybe a number three, but that's what the Cubs needed at the time. Lackey was on his last, you know, last legs there. And, and without Quintana, he, they don't get to the 2017 NL- NLCS. I, 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 he crushed the Brewers who were chasing them. He, did, I watched a game in 2017. I was like in the third row behind the the Cubs dugout, and it was he just pitched a fantastic game. So, you know, like you say, you you make what you think is the right move, and and who knows? Cease hasn't impressed me that much. You've seen kind of the issues that he had with the Cubs, which is command. And then Eloy, like I said, it, where was he going to play? We didn't know that the NL was going to be discussing DH. You've seen him, how bad he is in the field this uh, off season, where he was just, like, falling into the brickage, like, like falling in the net and looking but, like Spider-Man. But with the nets now, like, he'll be fine. <laughs> like, it, it, at least it won't cost
0: him an IL stint.
3: <laughs> I, I, here, I agree with uh, Brandon right here. This is one that is controversial because of what a shitty person he was. But the Cubs don't win the World Series. Now, argue this to my dying day. The Cubs do not win the World Series without Araldus Chapman. I truly, truly believe that. And uh, I was there when he was – I mean, it was just unbelievable to see. I never saw a guy pitch like that where – so, you know, Danny, where I am in Crawley Land in that front row, you would sit there and you'd watch the pitch and you'd immediately turn to look at the, the gun and be shooting 102, 103. Yeah. And you're going, holy shit, they cannot catch up to this guy. Everybody was a-
0: on their feet at Wrigley. It was really a kind of a special moment. Um, I, we just all ignored I think right. what happened at the time we were so drugged up with uh, the winning fever as Cub fans that, uh, you know, at the time we kind of lost our consciousness. I don't
2: know. that we, I don't know that we ignored it, but there was nothing we could do. It was like, oh, there still isn't. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I'm saying, I, but I'm saying I don't think we ignored it. We talked a lot about it. I know Ivy Envy talked a lot about it. Yeah. It was frustrating. But when the guy's out there on the mound, are you going to root against him? I mean, you, you want know, him to get through and and go it. And I think you know, pe- yeah. people we were actively rooting for Joe to throw his arm off.
0: Hey, uh, real quick uh, message there, uh, Sunranto listeners. Uh, this is all brought to you by uh, our li- our listeners, our Patreon listeners who have signed up at Patreon dot com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar they get the shows early and ad free and all that good stuff but what I wanted to mention to you right now is uh dot com slash shopping this is a way that everybody can help the show especially this holiday season so if you shop at Amazon or the MLB shop or NBA shop or the NHL shop or MLS or Lids or Reebok or StubHub or buy sports memorabilia if you want to give somebody beer of the month you want to sign up for for Audible, Wine, Zazzle, uh, Condoms, Vibrators, bare Mattress, Beds, we sell it all for you. You go to sunranto.com slash shopping, you click on, let's say, Am- our Amazon ad sitting there, you buy crap from Amazon that you were going to buy anyway, we get a little bit of a kickback, and it really helps out the show. So if you would do that this holiday season, that would rock some casbahs. Thank you for listening, and if you never want to hear an ad like this again, why not become a Patreon subscriber? It's so easy. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto and uh, sign up today for only a buck a month. Patreon.com slash sunranto, sunranto.com slash shopping. Thank you for being a Sunranto listener. Back to the show.
3: And, and, and It that's, works, and he did <laughs> that and then what ended up happening is is that the Cubs were looking for a three-headed monster. If you remember that year, Strope was fantastic, Rondon was an excellent closer, and Chapman was going to get the ninth. So, like Kansas City did the previous year in 2015, you were looking to end the game. All you needed was six innings from your pitchers. That was it. Then hand the ball over, seven Strope, eight Rondon, nine Chapman. And then Strope got hurt in September. Rondon got hurt in September. You had None of the them over. were the same, and they had you had to basically use and abused Chapman all the way till the end. Yeah, and I I don't think
0: there was a period in which there was actually in 2016 like this two week period where everybody freaked out if you remember where like the Cubs right before the All Star break they had a June swoon kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that was with Rondon, but that's when people were starting to say before the trade deadline that there was no way we're going to make it with Ron run with Rondon, because it was just not enough. You needed the, you needed to shut it down. And given the fact that the Cubs had not won the championship in so long, you, you, and it wasn't Chapman on the mound. Like we all know that it was Montgomery uh, with fittingly, but, um, you know you knew that you needed 20% more than any other world series champion to push that through so you needed like a Chapman you needed the the best closer you needed four closers you needed six bats you need you, you couldn't just piece it together and get there based upon your past chemistry and success you needed
3: extra for it to right. happen in Chicago. And and it sucked that it had to be him. You know, someone was saying earlier, Wade Davis was a great uh that was a trade.
2: That wasn't a signing. That was a trade. That was, was a Soler trade was Soler, for Soler, yeah.
3: Davis Soler, yeah.
2: and that kind of went either way. So starting to come along and be pretty good. Well oh, once Wade again, where's where's where okay he get here?
0: Where's he gonna play? Corner outfielder
2: D H type. Right, you know. No, I I I agree. At the time the, it's it's the right trade. I'm Tolaire just saying Talaire is, is making that trade look worse as he Comes into his own a little so bit, there, yeah, and Wade
0: is, Davis is still is not a Cub for
2: like a long time. <laughs> Wade Davis got forty, <laughs> like forty eight million from the Rockies, yeah, and exactly. uh, never pitched well again.
3: Solaire <laughs> is was one of the biggest human beings I ever was next to. I, I got I was at a couple autograph signings that he had. One was at Burgie's and the other was at CubsCon. He's just an, a massive. Human being, and the thing you worried about with him is he always would get these soft tissue injuries. He'd pull a hammy or stuff a, like that. A
0: lot of tissue on that
3: man, right? And a lot
0: of it, lot was, soft. it was
3: soft. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. though, yeah, yeah. But with all I'm the soft you, tissue injuries, is, is that it was hard I, tissue? I saw him. You know, he had a great year, and and, and and like I told you, when when they used to do those season ticket holder events before any of those guys got good, like they're like, and this guy is Jorge Soler from Cuba. And like they'd show this video, of this like monster just crushing balls out of Arizona. Like you'd never seen before. Seriously. And you're like, holy shit. That dude's amazing. But then like he just, he would always, like I said, he's one of those guys that just like would get these nagging injuries. Like you can't run. Like if you just need him to hit a ball, he can crush a ball, but I wouldn't play him in the field just because, you know, I would, I would tell him, I would go the Aramis for mirrors. A lot of people gave, you know, Bob Brenly especially gave Aramis a lot of shit. And we, we got to mention that next show, uh, Aramis is on the Hall of Fame ballot. But Aramis got a lot of shit, especially from Len Casper, because he didn't run it out. But Aramis was another guy Brindley. that – Bob Brenly when he was announcing for the yeah. Cubs.
0: Yeah, because Bob Brenly always ran it out.
3: He, rant, <laughs> he ranted Aramis all the time. And, uh he, oh, he's lazy. He's not running. He's not running. He's not running. But every time that guy like put on the jets, he'd pull something. And yep. so it was like, dude, just fucking walk the first. I don't give a shit. Yep. We need you healthy. Yep. And I think Soler is the same thing. Is that like, is that like whenever he like runs any kind of sprint or anything, like I just worry something's going to pop.
2: All right. So Danny, you were, you were out for a second. You got, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, you're done. Okay. So let me go with
0: uh Cubs bad signing and I'm I'm going to start here. Uh, with, uh, my, my good friend from the left field bleachers, Tony Spangenberg, uh, he put, he had been having arguments with Al Yellen at bleacher nation about that, (laughs) that Brandon Morrow was a terrible signing. Like from the very beginning, as soon as they got him, um, there, he was like, this guy is garbage. It's not going to work out with, uh, with Brandon Morrow. He's been injured a lot. And so he posted up on, uh, on Facebook. He said, nobody should be surprised that Morrow is on the DL. This is right when it happened. And, and when it was still called the DL, that's when, that's how long ago that we've been thinking about Brandon Morrow. Um, In 2008, he missed two weeks of spring training with a sore shoulder. In 2009, he was sent to the DL with right bicep tendonitis. In 2010, after an August 29th start, he is shut down to protect his arm. In 2011, he began the season on the DL with right forearm inflammation. He was sent to the DL... I'm going to say IL. 2012 sent to the IO with left oblique strain, 2013 sent to IO with right forearm strain, missed rest of the season with entrapped radial nerve. 2014 sent to IO with sprained right index finger, which turned out to be a severe torn tendon sheath. 2015 sent to IO with right shoulder inflammation, ends up with season-ending surgery to correct a shoulder impingement. 2016: only pitches 16 pitches. 2017: Healthy! 2018 Cubs side (laughs) him. And uh, the one year he's healthy, which is Tony's main point. Um, And, uh, you know, we all saw how that went down. And it didn't go well. Uh, you know, he put on his pants wrong. That was the story at the time. But it was obviously more than that because the man never pitched for the Cubs again, even with false hope of fat flat ground and towel. He didn't do the towel drill. I think they retired that, but he did everything else but the towel drill. And, uh, you know, it never worked out. So Tony Spangenberg's point was that Brandon Morrow. Was a basically a a, a Brett uh, what's his name Brett Anderson waiting to happen a a pitcher the Dodgers used up and they used, used him and abused him
3: his one healthy season so there should have been a lot of red lights there and I truly believe that that signing marked the beginning of the end for Joe Madden and Theo because if you remember Theo. Had very strict rules on the usage of Brandon Morrow, and I want to—I can't remember who it was against—but they ended up playing uh extra inning game. They—they they, they had a couple long games where they a lot of bullpen usage, and basically Joe was just like, "Fuck it! I, if this guy's if this guy can throw, I'm throw, I'm pitching him out there." And he threw Morrow. I think the rule was don't throw him two days more than two days in a row, and then all of a sudden they uh, Joe used him a third day, and that and all of a sudden like his arm fell off. Yeah,
0: and if you look at his numbers over the years, I mean, he wasn't a young guy. By the time he reached the Cubs, he was already 33. He had been in the league for 11 years. This is a veteran pitcher. Um, I'll say this much. What a talented dude. It's a shame he couldn't come back. Maybe he can still figure it out. I doubt it. But uh, he's not that old in a Carlos Zambrano-y way. He had an ERA plus of 286 and an ERA of 147 in 2018. Um, he had uh, racked up. Uh, let's see. Uh, he had only given up two runs, or no, no sorry, five runs in 30 innings. He was. And he it- was. I mean, but yeah, they fucked it up.
3: John Pink has said, did anyone ask Dave Roberts because Morrow was in seven World Series? I mean, like like I said, well, that guy it, was...
0: I, I got it right here. He was in all of the World Series games. He had an ERA at eight and a half against Houston in the World Series. Um, they also used him in, in other, seven other games. So 14 games, basically at least every other day in that October, he was playing in the NLDS against Arizona against us. In the 2017 NLCS, where he had an ERA of zero, no wonder we signed him. For four <laughs> games, four point two innings, and a zero ERA. He gave up one hit and had seven strikeouts in four point two innings. Yeah, that was Theo, that was
2: before we realized the offense was broken. He really wasn't that good. Yeah, and Theo was like, "That's my dude." Like, I mean.
3: There, There is a lot to that. So, you know, we kind of have fun and we look at the good and the bad and everything. But there is no question that Theo Epstein changed Cubs culture for history. And I don't know how he's going to be remembered. I don't know if there's going to be a statue. I don't know if there's going to be a flag. But when you talk about greatest all-around baseball ops type guy, he's in the conversation. He's on the Mount Rushmore.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I think that uh, Brandon Morrow will remember him for signing him for twenty one million to pitch like thirty innings for the Cubs. <laughs> totally, yeah. you'd be like, that man changed my my entire life.
2: Well, if you if you want to know how some Cubs fans will remember him, I mean, I do have a couple of TFCs.
0: Well, uh, hold on, I got one more guy. Oh, you got
2: one more guy. Okay, I, I do on. have one more
0: guy. Jump, jump the gun. And this is this is Dexter Fowler, and Dexter Fowler. And you know, you go, we go. Uh, the Cubs have always struggled with having a leadoff hitter. Dexter Fowler came in. Well, he was traded for. He's both a trade and he's a signing because they traded for him with Luis Valbuena. and in peace. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. And Dan Straley, if you remember him, this was in 2015. This was a Theo trade. They got him from the Astros. And he was making like $10 million that year. So he had been paid quite a bit for his talents. And then in
2: 2008, thousand I forget if, did he turn down? He turned down the qualifying offer. Yeah. That's why uh, we did not believe he was coming back to the Cubs. But nobody picked him up. Yeah. Um, until the you know we got into spring training, and trying to win the belt, trying to yeah. win the Chief twenty-seven.
3: You supposed to be going to Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore there, was the there was a deal. Game. There was supposedly a deal in place in Baltimore, and uh, Dex lives out in uh, Las Vegas. He lived in Vegas, I believe, and then stopped over on the way, and, and had a conversation with Theo, and that was it. He, he would, they thought Baltimore thought they had Dexter moving forward.
0: And yep. I know a lot of people say, we just said, uh, they don't, Cubs don't win the 2016 World Series without Chapman. I don't think we win it without Dexter Fowler. No, I do definitely. not. That man would take 20 pitches. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Every at bat. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. He did, though. I, I would love to, and I didn't look it up for this uh, particular show, but that dude had a lot of 10, 12 pitch at bats, and he would wear those fuckers down for a crisp. Chris Bryant batting second and, uh, Anthony Rizzo batting third. You had, you know, some mix of some Joe Madden special lineup, uh, after that, you know, but you know, you could, you could always pencil. That's the one dude you could pencil in, in the leadoff spot. Those Joe Madden years was Dexter Fowler.
3: And he got
0: on base so much that year. I mean, uh, you know, and even if he got out and he struck out a ton, Like, this was surprising to me. Let me put his stats up here. In 2016, he struck out 124 times in 456 at-bats. Wow, that's not great. (laughs) Not from your leadoff guy, for sure. Not from your leadoff guy, except for that his OBP was still near 400. (laughs) That, I Crazy. mean that that is a weird stat. Like that is a, such a strange thing, which ends him up with 123 OPS plus. So offensively, he actually had the best year of his entire career from 2008 to 2020 into 2016. So this guy was not even supposed to be on the team. We weren't going to roll out
2: there with him, and then we did. So well, and and- you remember how excited the team was to see him back too. That was a Beautiful big moment. moment before the season even started. It was out in Arizona. When he walked out on that field, that entire team lit up. And, you know, you could just tell how much he meant to them and it, and how much he, honestly, he still means to those guys, even though he hasn't been with the team for like three or four years.
3: And, and not only him. that, he got a huge contract from St. Louis and hasn't performed <laughs> exactly. that well. So and that is an ultimate
2: agent. <laughs> double agent. Well, but that's because, you know, after 2015, uh, he listened to the Sun Ranto show and we fixed him because he was playing too shallow all the time. Once he backed up a little bit, he he was money. But then when he went to St. Louis, he started playing shallow again.
0: Yeah, that it really is Michael's contribution to the Cubs, <laughs> the his main contribution. But uh, no, Dex Dexter Fowler, I I think he's on par with a that that odd circumstance, which I I think you cannot count out the persuasive nature of Theo and how good he is at his job and what he's put together. He's like, come on, Dex, come back and win. You were here the one year you saw what we could do. And in 2015, let's face it. That was the year. That was the really fun one. 2016 was just stressful. Yep. 2015 was like, you know, a backwards icing on the cake. So, uh, you know, Dex had a great time in Chicago, enjoyed the fans. We all caught on. He loved it. Uh, it's, uh, it, you know. It I I really feel like Dexter Fowler is on par with your this. Uh, but let's TFC out. We we got to end the show at some point. See, look, I told you, Michael. You said, "How long is this going to go?" I'm like, "Well, it's our show, so it might right. go two hours." Well,
2: I yeah, I thought we were jumping straight in. So, <laughs> all right, here oh, we, we, we go. jumped in. Well, I'm I'm going to hit you with uh, three TFCs, and this kind of runs the gamut of the. Uh, fucking Cubes fan. Okay? So our first one right here, TFCA. I speak for all Cubs fans when I say we love this move. Theo did nothing for this team, and we only won because of a fake rain delay. We need to trade everyone because we cannot compete with the juggernaut Brewers in the NL Central. <laughs> we need to trade Darvish to the White Sox for Lopez. I don't know where this guy is coming from, but that was just some crazy news. And this is on uh, the uh, post. He might be coming from the, the land of reality because that is what
0: everybody's saying. Like the Cubs are going to fire sale. Yep. Theo's gone. Theo didn't want to deal
2: with it. You know. Uh, well, I mean, the whole part about the, the fake rain delay being the only reason that they won and all that stuff. We've talked a lot about how that's not the case. But uh, it was funny. That's That was on the... Uh, the tweet from at Cubs that was announcing this into the, you know, and of course I dove right into the mentions to find things like this (laughs) kind of lame with so many decisions facing this organization, but we don't know the circumstances. Thanks for the ring. Theo. We only ever wanted one and you gave it to us. I don't know about you guys. I want more than one. Dude, that is that, like. What are you total... Mormon? What? What are you Mormon? Yeah, You're I, more that than that one thing. The total defeatist, uh, lovable losers attitude that I thought we got rid of, and then boom, I see it right there. Ah, oh, we just wanted one. We're we're happy from now on. I doubt any of our listeners are. And
3: course, then, uh... of, I of, thought, of I, course you want four or five, but I think Cub fans know how goddamn difficult
2: it is. I no, think. No, we're happy to get one. Yeah. But to say, oh, we only ever wanted one.
3: Well, I've heard people say that Theo, <laughs> and again, that was the tweet that we brought up with Cap. is like, oh, you know, the Theo's regime's a failure because they only got one, or they're the 1985 Bears because they only got one. I'll, you know, I just, there's a, when I go to Club 400 and sometimes, you know, I have a couple of beers, a couple of Jaegers, and I got to pee, uh, there's a picture of Dorothy uh, in there, Dorothy Farrell. And it says just one before I die that shirt, you know what I mean? And I think about people like Dorothy and stuff like that. that got to finally fucking see it. And like I said, build the man, a goddamn statue at Wrigley field.
2: Well, you know, fine. Whatever. Crawley. I didn't want one. (laughs) ring. I did. I wanted one. And, and based on what you were just saying, Well, if you were old, though,
0: you're going to get sick of that when you're as old as Dorothy, though. You're going to be like, this is fucking bullshit. I've given these people hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point, and they've done nothing for 50 years. Like, that's what Dorothy was facing at this point. So, like, Yeah, but that's not what we're
2: facing. No, not yet. Well, I mean, this winter, we all might die. So, (laughs) we are happy to get one. I'm just... I'm I'm arguing against the we only ever wanted one. I didn't, I didn't I'm only saying, ever want one. I'm saying for for everything in the bleachers before COVID hit, being
0: priced for seventy five and sunny at all times at Wrigley Fields, uh, for your tickets and for the beers going from eight dollars to twelve dollars in the the tiny window of that, and for Ricketts buying up the neighborhood and changing everything, and on us. And I feel like we do deserve more than that. And they're trying to be the Yankees. So like, that's fine. Let's be the Yankees, but act like it. Now you just lost basically the basic, the best GM that ever existed. You know, uh it, you know, we'll see what Jed can do. I got some faith in the guy. He's been working with Theo this whole time. Theo picked him. So like, I'll, I'll go with right. these brainiacs and uh we'll, we'll see what happens. But you know, uh, I don't know. It's like well, it, the band's breaking up. You know, this is like, you know, we're we're going we're moving from Beatles into Wings. Is what I'm saying. And,
3: I, and what I, my my main point is is that I wanted to see a World Series before I died. I wanted my dad to be alive to see a World Series and both of those things happened. The Am advantage? I done? No. I'm that's why I'm fucking still here, man. That's why I'm still right. paying for tickets. Well, okay, my goal guys. is to see the Cubs win it at Wrigley Field.
2: So, congratulations on the dynasty theo oh bro and then twitter marks this tweet official sources stated that this is false and misleading uh, so God. the dynasty tweet got nailed with the political stuff yeah no. well that's
0: where we are uh, it, it, a lot of shake up a lot of whole lot of shaking going on everybody um Thanks for tuning in. We got Gordon Wittenmeyer on Thursday. So it's a it's this was an emergency uh episode. It'll go out on our Patreon feed tonight, uh in audio form. Uh it'll be uh available to you on uh YouTube and well subscribe. You subscribe to all our shit. You know where to find us, you know how to use Google. Uh <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's Twitter handles are uh, you know, totally accessible. Um so, thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, it really sucks that, uh, we lost, uh, uh this is the end. This is the end. My only, this is an friend. end. This is the an end. end. This is an end. Yeah. It, it really does feel like it. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of shaking going on. Uh, 2020 is undefeated and it's bullshit. If you have a dollar a month, give it to us. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You will be a part of all the beauty that we create, uh, whether it be the music or the time that we give to this moment. Uh, tickets and beer is what we spend it on, and, uh, you can be a part of it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. The, uh, the URL is going on across your, str- your screen. I realize that some people tune in a little late to hear the new Theo song that I, uh, kind of, uh, teased before, uh, this all started, this show started. Uh, so I'm going to play that. And then I'm going to play an old song from 2016 after it to end the show. And, um, any, any last thoughts, any parting shots, fellas,
3: Uh, I would say that the Theo regime was everything I hoped for, and um, it truly was some of the most fun I've had in a long damn time at the ballpark. Well, uh,
2: I'm just hoping that the Cubs get it together like the Red Sox did after Theo left there.
0: Yeah, they won another one. They won a few more. (laughs) Yeah. So I agree. So Spagak, guys. Spagak! Uh, go Theo, go us, go Cubs. Let's get it done.
1: Theo, Theo, really sucks he's leaving Chicago. The, I say Theo, I say Theo, I say Theo, I, the, I, the, I, the, I say Theo. Really sucks he's leaving Chicago. We are good when he runs The Cubs Really sucks he's leaving Chicago Now we're Just like other baseball Clubs Really sucks he's leaving Chicago Back in 2016 he made us the champions really sucks he's leaving chicago rick gets is out of cash so theo is packing really sucks he's leaving chicago the payroll's gonna have budget cuts really sucks he's leaving chicago so tom rick it saves a couple bucks Really sucks, Dio, Dio.
2: really sucks. He's leaving Chicago.
1: Dio, Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. Dio. I say Dio. I say Dio. Really sucks. He's leaving Chicago. Look how he put the Cubs together, now thanks to Theo we are good. Cub fans are rocking out at Wrigley, I'm praising Theo like I should. Jason Hayward and Fowler He gave a raise to Travis Wood And while the Cubbies keep on winning I'm praising Theo like I should I'm praising Theo I'm praising Theo I'm praising Theo Theo. Praise Dio like I should I'm praising, praising Dio God's got to praise him now I'm praising Dio Praise Dio whoa oh, oh. I'm praising Dio You praise him Oh praise him praise him now I'm praising Dio oh, Praise Dio oh, <laughs> I'm praising Dio Praise him Oh praise him oh, praise him now I'm praising Dio Oh praise I'm praising praise the Lord, praise praise it, I'm praising, praising now, I'm praising praise it praise, oh, praise it, oh, praise him, praise it now, praise it